Let's open our Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to read verse 20 and 21 to begin our lesson this evening. 2 Timothy chapter 2. We'll be reading verse 20 21. This morning we talked about a very important subject. It has to do with the Lord's work. We looked at several passages that should encourage all of us to be more involved in doing the Lord's work. And to really summarize what we said this morning, we can do so from those passages by saying that there is much to do. When it comes to the Lord's work, there is much to do. We also notice that God doesn't want us to be lazy. God doesn't want us to be idle when it comes to doing His work. We then pointed out that we're going to give an account of the things that we've done for the Lord. We then mentioned that the Lord's work is a great work. It is the greatest work that we can be doing. We then looked at a passage that would encourage us to always be working, whether we're young, whether we're old, we're not too old to do the Lord's work. And then we concluded that lesson by just encouraging everybody to be doing more for the Lord. Well, here's another passage that you could put with the passages that we looked at already, and we're going to begin with this passage because, again, this reminds us of the Lord's work. And listen to what Paul tells Timothy. Paul's encouraging Timothy in the work of the Lord. And Paul says these words to Timothy, beginning at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. This is another encouraging passage because it reminds us that we can be useful to the master's service. As we emphasize this morning, whether we have five talents, two talents, one talent, we need to put that talent to, to good use. Take the talent that God has given you, the skill set that God has given you, and use it for His glory. This is just another passage that reminds us that we are useful to God. And that will certainly encourage all of us to be more involved in doing the Lord's work. Now as you stop and and think about what we set up to this point, it's very clear that God wants us to be doing something. God wants us to be involved in His work. But a lot of times people will question, they'll wonder in their minds, well, how do I get started? How, how do I get in, involved? I want to do the Lord's work, but I just don't know how to get started. Well, let me mention some things tonight that will help you get more involved. It will help get things started. And sometimes people just need that little bit of encouragement to get started and then they'll do great things in the kingdom of God. 
I've seen people become spiritual giants in the kingdom. And it's a wonderful thing to see, but I do believe there is a process. In other words, as you think about the things that we'll mention tonight, these are things that will help you get more involved. In other words, you look at individuals that are involved in doing the Lord's work, they're busy, they're active, they're abounding in the work of the Lord, they're doing the things that we're going to mention tonight. And if we're doing those things, it's going to create more involvement. We will find ourselves doing more and more for the Lord. And so, where does it start? Well, it starts with prayer. Let me encourage you, if you want to get involved in doing the Lord's work, more involved in doing the Lord's work, spend more time in prayer. And I'm going to make a connection here. And you're going to see the connection in Scripture. Spend more time in prayer, pray for the Lord's work, and you will find yourself getting more involved. Now let's look at the scripture that really supports this idea. If you would turn back to the book of Matthew. Remember we started in Matthew chapter 9. We're coming full circle. We're coming back to Matthew chapter 9. But from Matthew chapter 9, we, we highlighted two words. We highlighted the word harvest and we highlighted the word laborers. The harvest truly is plenteous, but Jesus said the labors are few. And then verse 38, notice what the Lord commands us to do. Pray. And that's what we're emphasizing. When it comes to to being more involved, you can start off by learning to pray more about the Lord's work. This is what Jesus is teaching His disciples to do. You need to pray for the Lord's work. You need to pray for more labors. But you know when it comes to to prayer, this is a a spiritual exercise that, that God doesn't want us to just go through. In other words, He wants us to pray, but then He wants us to take those words that we're praying to the Father and He wants us to put them into action. You realize that we see that in this context? Think about what Jesus is teaching His disciples here in Matthew chapter 9. He's teaching them about the work. The heart, there is plenty of work to do. The laborers are few. Therefore, Jesus says, you need to be praying about the Lord's work. You need to be praying for more laborers. And then we read Matthew chapter 10, and we launch off into a great, great study on what is called the limited commission. You put the two together. When we pray for more laborers, our prayers, our words to our Father should cause us to put those words into action and to be busy in doing the Lord's work. And so I would encourage you, as you're reading this context, we began reading in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Begin there, but don't stop in verse number 38. Continue to read into Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 6, and you'll see that the Lord's disciples that would pray for labors went out into the harvest. And we see and read about the limited commission. Listen, prayer should be an important part of our life. There are so many passages that that encourage us to pray. 
1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 is a great passage. Paul says that we are to pray without ceasing. In Proverbs 15, 15 verse number 8, Solomon says the prayer of the upright is his delight. God's ears are open unto our prayers. You see, prayer has a way of moving the hand of God. God answers our prayers. God works through our prayers providentially. And so we see the power of prayer and how important prayer is. Look at another passage, if you would, in the book of Colossians. As we come to the end of this great epistle, uh, the book of Colossians chapter 4, Paul is going to exhort the brethren to be praying for the Lord's work. And that's what we're emphasizing tonight. We need to be praying about the Lord's work. If we want to get involved If we want to be doing more for the Lord, you start off by praying every day for the Lord's work. And you allow those words that you're praying to the Father concerning the Lord's work to encourage you to take action. It starts with you. Just don't pray for labors. No, become a worker for the Lord. Listen to what Paul says now here in Colossians chapter 4, verse number 3, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. Paul will do this on many occasions. He'll encourage the brethren to pray for him as an apostle, to pray for the work, the Lord's work, pray that a, a door of utterance, a door of opportunity would be open to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Allow this first point to encourage you to be more involved in the Lord's work by praying for the Lord's work. You think about the work that we're involved in. Just just the, the various works. Brother Sam mentioned several of those works in his prayer. This is something that should be a part of our prayer life collectively as a congregation, individually as we pray to our God on a daily basis. Keep those various works in mind. Pray for Brother Rod. Pray for the brethren at Kenya. Pray for the various preaching schools that are are, are training men to, to preach the gospel. Pray for our own mission field here in Marble Falls. Pray for the Lord's work. Be sure that it becomes a part of your daily prayer life and allow it to motivate you to be more involved in doing the Lord's work. Remember, there is much to do. There is so much work that there is plenty for everyone to do and you can make yourself useful to the Father by learning to get involved. And sometimes if, if we're ever going to get involved, it begins right here. Learning to pray to God and praying about the Lord's work. Think about this second point. If, if we're going to get more involved, if we're really going to be busy in doing the Lord's work, not only do we need to spend every day praying for the Lord's work, we need to be spending every day feasting upon the Word of God. You're going to see how these two things will will help us spiritually speaking. In other words, 
If we're going to get more involved in doing the Lord's work, if we're going to be like the congregation at Thyatira we pointed them out this morning, we're doing more now than we've ever done. We have to have a spiritual appetite. We have to have a spiritual appetite, a spiritual craving for the Word of God. Listen, those individuals in the body of Christ that are busy, I mean, they're active doing the Lord's work. I promise you, they're praying every day. I promise you, they're feasting upon the Word of God every day. They have a spiritual appetite. If you're not praying, if you're not feasting upon the Word of God, you're not going to be involved in doing the Lord's work. In fact, you will find yourself being lazy and idle. And that's something that the Lord hates. That's something the Lord looks down upon. Again, because there's so much work to be done. But in order to be that worker for the Lord, it begins by praying for the Lord's work, putting those words into action. It begins by having a spiritual appetite. Now listen to a couple of these verses that remind us of the spiritual appetite that we should have for the Word of God. In Matthew 4, verse 4, Jesus said, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Notice how Jesus is using that common language to help us understand spiritual truths. Now you think about physical work. You know, if, if, if you weren't eating very well, it would be pretty hard for you to perform physically speaking. It really would. You wouldn't feel good. You wouldn't feel like even going to work. The, tr- the same is true spiritually speaking. Remember, the Word of God is our spiritual food. And that's the emphasis. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Uh, another passage along the same lines. John 6, verse number 27. Jesus says that we are to labor for the meat. Notice that terminology. The meat that, that, doesn't, that doesn't perish. Uh, we're to labor for eternal things. Spiritual things. In Hebrews 5, verses 11 through 4. Same word. The writer there talks about the meat of God's Word versus the milk of God's Word. Those who are on the milk of God's Word are unskillful in the Word of righteousness. And the writer says they are a babe. What is he talking about? They are babe. They are spiritually immature. And listen to me. Spiritually immature people are not involved in the Lord's work. Spiritually immature people are not abounding in the work of the Lord. The language of 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 58. If we're going to be increasing more and more, doing more and more for the Lord, it starts with a solid prayer life. It also starts with a good study life, studying the Word of God on a daily basis. Like Job who said in Job 23 verse 12, I love God's Word, paraphrasing, more than my necessary food. The attitude or the spiritual appetite that we are to have for the Word of God. Jesus described it like this in Matthew 5 verse number 6, Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness. 
What is Jesus talking about? Hungering and thirsting after righteousness. I believe He's talking about the spiritual appetite that we are to have for the Word of God. In Psalm 119, 172, David says, All of thy commandments are righteousness. We are to hunger and thirst after righteousness. All of thy commandments are righteousness. We should be hungering and thirsting after the Word of God. And when we are hungering and feasting upon the Word of God, it's going to give us the spiritual energy to exercise ourselves unto godliness. 1 Timothy 4, verses 7-8. through 8. Again, you see how these things work hand in hand. When we have a spiritual appetite, when we're feasting upon the Word of God, praying on a daily basis, we will find ourselves doing more and more for the Lord. As David said in Psalm 119, 131, I long for thy precepts. David says, I long for the Word of God. I hope that we have that spiritual craving. And I hope we take the Word of God and we feed our faith. Remember, the Word of God is our spiritual food. The Bible says that we're to walk by faith and not by sight. If we're going to walk by faith and not by sight, we have to feed our faith. And we feed our faith by hearing, studying, and living out the Word of God. We learn in Romans 10, verse number 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by The Word of God. You want to be more involved in doing the Lord's work? Pray more. Study God's Word more. Allow it to energize you, spiritually speaking, and you'll be abounding in the work of the Lord. Let's go back to the book of Nehemiah. We spent quite a bit of time in the book of of Nehemiah. I I love the book of Nehemiah. It's so encouraging in so many different ways. Whether you talk about worship, whether you talk about prayer, whether you talk about the work, all of those things are seen in the book of Nehemiah. In a very practical way, we learn so much from the book of Nehemiah. Well, this morning we emphasized the work that the people were doing. Remember the Tekoites, they put their necks out to do the work of the Lord. They finished one piece of the wall and they said, give us another piece. We also noted Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 6. The people had a mind to work. They were doing a, a, a great work. Now you think about what we just said. In the book of Nehemiah, and I just left the book of Nehemiah, in the book of Nehemiah we see the people accomplish so much. Now if you would, turn with me to Nehemiah uh, chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. And I want you to notice this with me. Nehemiah chapter 4. We pointed out verse number 6. The people had a, a, a mind to work. But here in Nehemiah chapter 4, as you continue to read all of Nehemiah chapter 4, we also see that they were hungry for the Word of God. Now again, Nehemiah chapter 4, they had a mind to work. In Nehemiah chapter 6, they were doing a great work. But then we come to Nehemiah chapter 8. Chapter 4, chapter 6, Now chapter 8, listen to it. In verse number 3, we see that the word of the Lord was read before the people. Look at verse number 3. From the morning until midday. And it says the people were attentive. 
In fact, when you drop down to verse number 5, when the, when the Word of the Lord was read, the people stood up when they heard the Word of God. Again, they were showing respect and reverence when they heard the Word of God. And I'm convinced that's why they had a mind to work. I'm convinced that's why the people in Nehemiah's day accomplished so much. They had that spiritual energy that came from studying, hearing the Word of God. Nehemiah 4, Nehemiah 6, Nehemiah 8. Oh, they were hungry for the Word of God. We want to get more involved. We want to accomplish more for the Lord. Again, it begins by having a solid prayer life. It begins by having a solid study life. Feasting and studying the Word of God. And then, number three, a third thing that you can do that that will help all of us be more involved, attend every service. You'll find a lot of encouragement by being here, by assembling with the saints on Sunday, on Wednesday, every opportunity that we have. Again, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 exhorts us to exercise ourselves unto godliness. Worshiping God faithfully, consistently is one way that we can exercise ourselves unto godliness. We don't want to, to, to miss services. We understand that when we come to services, spiritually speaking, our, our faith is rejuvenated. We gain so much by being together, praying together, studying the Word of God together, singing psalms, spiritual songs. Again, these are things that will spiritually encourage you. You know, in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 26, the people of God were being discouraged. They were, on, they were at the point of giving up, throwing in the spiritual towel. Well, the context of the book of Hebrews, they were ready to go back to the old law. Some of these brethren stopped assembling. Some of them were no longer meeting together and worshiping God. And the writer will address that by saying, Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some. Of some, uh, of some. Some were forsaking the assembly. The writer is encouraging them to be faithful. Hebrews chapter 11, without faith. If you find yourself becoming discouraged, let me encourage you to assemble with the saints. And it will encourage you in so many ways. It will encourage you in this area. It will encourage you to be more involved in doing the Lord's work. Here's another point that that will help you get more involved. Not only praying and studying and and faithfully attending services. These are things that that we do as New Testament Christians. These are are things that that those who are doing the Lord's work, those who are involved in the bounty, they're doing these things. They're praying. They're studying. They're consistently worshiping God. But here's another thing that will help you get more involved. Express your appreciation to those who are doing the Lord's work. I believe you you will see this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through verse number 13. 
you find, and I promise you, you'll find those individuals in the body. You find those individuals in the body of Christ that they're abounding in the work of the Lord. Like the house of Stephanos. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Paul says that they are addicted in doing the ministry. They're addicted in doing the Lord's work. That's what they live for. You find those kind of individuals in the body of Christ that are always doing the Lord's work and you show them your appreciation. Listen, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse number 10, it says that God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. If God is not going to lose sight of what you're doing in the kingdom, if God is not going to forget the work that you're doing on His behalf, neither should we. We should appreciate those individuals that are working, that are toiling in the kingdom to the point of exhaustion because we can learn so much from them because their example can encourage us to do more. Their example can help us get more involved. And that's what we're emphasizing. We need to get more involved. Whatever we're doing, there's always room for improvement. There's always more than there's always more to do, more than more we can do as an individual. And the things that we're mentioning tonight, they will encourage you to be more involved in doing the Lord's work. And then finally, let me mention this last thing, and the lesson will be yours. Things that will help us get more involved. Never say no. Never say no. When somebody asks you to do something, whether it's grading prison ministry, helping out Sister Danielle, I noticed she had a big stack of letters the other day, and she's always needing people to grade, but there's always something to do. It doesn't have to be prison ministry. It can be so many different things. It could be a devotional, by the way. The names are starting to fill up. That's good. Uh, but there's always something to do in the Lord's work. Get involved. Never never say no. No, don't be like Moses. Don't make excuses for, for why you can't do this, why you can't do that. Remember, the Lord's work is important. There is something for everybody to do. Use your talent for the glory of God. Get involved. Never say no. Let people know that you want to serve. Ask people, what can I do? Again, we're just mentioning foundational truths that will help you spiritually speaking. It will help you grow spiritually speaking. But will also help you get more involved. It starts by praying to God every day. It starts by feasting upon the Word of God every day. It starts by faithfully attending services, Bible class, every opportunity. It starts by expressing your appreciation for others who've been working. And it also starts with this attitude of, I want to get involved. If somebody's going to ask me to do something, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to be thankful that somebody asked me to do something for the Lord. Remember, God is not going to forget 
your labor of love. In the work that we're to be doing, it is to be not just labor, but it should be a labor of love. And we see that in 1 Thessalonians 1, verse number 3. Paul commends the brethren at Thessalonica for their work, their labor of love. If we love the Lord, then we're going to love His work. And I hope this morning's lesson, I hope tonight's lesson will cause each one of us to really examine ourselves. To consider what we are doing for the Lord. Listen, if, if you're involved in doing the Lord's work, if you're one of those members that's busy, I want to commend you for that. I want to encourage you to keep up the good work. To keep doing the Lord's work because He appreciates you. He loves you and He will reward you. Again, God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love which you have shown toward His name. May God help us all to be more involved in doing the Lord's work. We're coming to an end of, the, of a year. This is really a great opportunity for all of us to really think about our lives. This is something that... that we should do all of the time, not just at the end of, uh, of a year, but hopefully we're doing this on a daily basis. But we certainly want to use this as an opportunity for all of us to think about our spiritual involvement in the Lord's work. We're doing a great work here at Lake Country, and there is so much that needs to be done. And we want to encourage every member of the body of Christ to be doing something for the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. If we can help you tonight, won't you please come right now as we stand and as we sing.